Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Buckaroo, President's on line one, calling about is everything okay with the alien space cloud from Planet 10, or should he just go ahead and destroy Russia? Tell him yes on one and no on two. Which was yes, to destroy Russia or uh, number two? Welcome to the Ponderosa, my friends, for an evening of songs and stories about the American West. A land of legend, of romance, of friendship and loyalty and courage. A motherload of remembrance. A true bonanza. We chased Lady Luck till we finally struck Bonanza. With a gun and a rope and a hat full of hope, we planted our family tree. We got a hold of a pot full of gold Bonanza. With a horse and a saddle and a rink full of cattle, how rich can a fellow be? On this land we put our brand, how trite is the name. Fortune smiled the day we piled upon the Rosa claim. Here in the West we're living in the best bonanza. If anyone fights any one of us, he's gonna fight with me. and Joe and Adam know every rock and pine. No one works, fights, or eats like those boys of mine. Here we stand in the middle of a grand bonanza. With a gun and a rope and a hat full of hope, we planted our family tree. We got a hold of a pot full of gold bonanza. With a house full of friends with a rainbow ends, how rich can a fella be? On this land we put our brand, our pride is the name. Fortune smiled the day we filed the Ponderosa claim. Here in the West we're living in the best bonanza The friendliest, whiteness, lovingest band That ever set foot in a promised land And we're happier than them all That's why we call it Bonanza 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 Ty Webb Heavy Longmire Gustav Matteblanc Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then Plato, enlighten me I don't know if you know this or not, Ty, but we're behind on emails. Oh, if we've got some that aren't from 2016, I'll be surprised. I mean, we are, I apologize, you know, the, uh... Kiss it. Oh, baby, I can't kiss you. The holiday times are difficult for us as family men to... They're tough on all of us. ...to keep things going. And so, I, you know, I want to apologize to all our fans, and the listenership shows how they think. Right. The, uh... Solo episodes were just a necessary evil. But they're well-crafted well, and should be listened to. They're, they're not our most popular episodes, as a general rule. And I'm okay with that. It's better that than... It's a bit of a niche. Or a niche, if you will. It's better to do that than to have that dead week. That's right. I don't want the gaps. Better to have loved and lost. I don't like thigh gaps, and I don't like gap weeks for podcasts. Good to know. This is Can You Hear Me, the podcast that... It's just two guys this week talking about stuff because Heavy's no longer with us. Well, you're getting two, but for the price of three. Yeah. I mean, we're still going to charge you for Heavy. Yeah. You're still getting full-throated content. I like to think that Heavy's sitting at the end of the table rocking in his rocket chair, kind of like when you see like the the spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars yeah. movies, you know? He's always with he's us. He's always with us. Breathing heavy. <laughs> Pontificating. Half into a bologna sandwich. You know, it's kind of our Tears in Heaven version of heavy. Yeah. 
Did you ever watch Mr. Show? Yes. Do you remember the episode where it was like a series of musical award shows? Mm, and I've only seen some episodes. Okay. I haven't seen the full catalog. In in the episode, Bob Odenkirk is a very Brian Wilson esque character. Okay. And he's got a uh, kind of a Hawaiian shirt. He's kind of past prime Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys once he's gone crazy. And he's even, the music's even very Pet Sounds-ish. This is post him listening to Be My Little Baby a thousand times yes. in a row. And he, I think he, one of the songs he has is Mouthful of Sores about having uh, fever blisters. <laughs> okay. And he has his son somewhere in the uh, the mix. And then David Cross is an alternate songwriter. And somehow he causes the death of Odenkirk's son. <laughs> and then it turns into this loop of Tears in Heaven-esque songs. Oh, man. With each one getting more and more ridiculous. And, you know, even though David Cross killed the, the other guy's son, he's like, that's for you, you know, up to heaven. <laughs> that's how we are with Heavy right now. Right. You know. That paints so, the picture. So, clean out the sink for Heavy, kids. He might need it someday. Indeed. Now, I am Gustav Montebon. I am Ty Webb. And you can find us on Twitter. You can tweet the long dead ghost of Heavy Longmire at Longmire Heavy if you wish, but he might not answer. But of course, you can get to me at at Real Gustav. You can get to me at I at what? What? <laughs> you can get to me at I can't remember my Twitter handle dot com. Slide into them DMs at TyWeb3000. That's it. That's it. There you go. Boy, I've had one too many cold ones. That that uh, that last camel cig uh, clouded the brain there. Something's not firing. It's pretty damn cold. That's what's happened. You got brain yeah. freeze. And you can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com, and we love to hear from you, even if we don't get back to you in a timely fashion. We read them all. We read them all, and we try to read them all on air. Yeah. That's right. It might be six months late, but we'll get there. Speaking of which, here's one from our friend out in West Texas, Tell, Tellito. Good Tell old Lada. Tell. And he says, Leaders of People is the title of our well, this one. Howdy, East Texas brothers. Hope you all are fat and happy after your recent Turkey Day happenings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can still smell the giblet. Now it's Christmas time, and we can all enjoy a great Mexican gift in the poinsettia. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Is it poinsettia or poinsettia? I feel like poinsettia is real uppity. All right, I'd, I'd be interested to hear from our Espanol friends what the, See. what the proper way is to say that. So while your wives, and in Ty's case, Swedish supermodels, admire the beautiful flowers, say a silent thank you to my great-grandparents. Gracias. Muchas gracias. On to more important things. In a recent scholarly tweet from Yoda Cat, <laughs> look out! The Coming idea, in hot. The idea was born from Heavy to start a tribe. <laughs> this is not off to a good start. This got me to thinking: which of you three would start the best tribe? Would starting a tribe be the same thing as starting a cult? I think Heavy could easily have hundreds of people eating it out of his hand and eating sacred crappy fillets. Crappie, excuse me. <laughs> but is that a tribe? I'll be pondering this as I hang Christmas lights and try not to die, so let me know what y'all think. Have a Merry Christmas and good luck with that Santa and Mrs. Claus role play this year. Hey, Thank you, Merry Christmas Toledo. to you too, Tell. Merry Christmas, Toledo. And Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Man, I, I know it's old and cliche, but I still love the old R.E.K. song, Merry Christmas to the Family. Yes, it's... It's so 903. It is. I, I, you know, it, it reminds me so much of so many of my Christmases. It's very, it's very honest. It's very true. And I go around singing that myself. I haven't subjected my kids to it yet, but I definitely sing it to myself as the holidays are going That's around. Great. I think, he I think there's no doubt that Heavy believes that he could start the best tribe. There is no doubt that he would be absolutely claiming that he could. He has the most tribe confidence amongst us. The coefficient of I can do this is very high. Very high in that one. But I tend to believe 
to agree with him. Yeah, because I think neither one of us have enough give a shit to do it. No, absolutely. And and neither of us, despite our natural tendency to try to be cracking jokes and be the center of attention, we don't want that kind of attention. Right. And if like if Heavy is walking through a large meadow with a crowd following him, he's got a grin on his face while if we're in that same situation, we're trying to get the hell out of there as fast as possible. Right. He would be as happy as a pig in shit. Yeah. He wants to be surrounded by followers at all times. Yeah. He would He would just sit back, very Jim Jones-esque. Perhaps some mirrored sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'd like to... A large maybe cigar. A, a large rattan chair. <laughs> I can picture him in those old 7-Up commercials with the mob. You remember him in that yes. huge rattan chair? Yeah. Where, you know, what happened to rattan furniture? Yeah, where the hell did Wicker go? I mean, that was that was huge. Hey, you, if you'll notice, I I've see got a large Wicker chest right over it. there in my living room. I was admiring it earlier. It's filled with wampum. Mm. <laughs> Which is nice this time of year. But I, yeah, I don't think that neither one of us enjoys people enough to do that. No, 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 no. In fact, I remember in our youth in uh, Boy Scouts, I remember, you know, kind of encouraging Heavy to take on roles of responsibility. Right. Head of the class. And I would, you know, kind of be the man behind the man. I'm not going to go that far, but the Polynesian and I much more enjoyed supporting him than being out front ourselves. But Heavy is a good front man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the, uh, you make Heavy the face of the uh, organization. You're more the idol maker. Right. I am the, uh, what's underrated the old... movie. I know I referenced it. I know you referenced the other day. The other day. I, you need to revisit. I need to revisit it. Is that available streaming online someplace? Man, I don't know. It's or am been... I going to have to dig out a VHS copy somewhere? It's been years since I've... I can tell you the last time I saw it was on VHS. Wow. That's how long it's been. You know, there's a lot of movies that I would like to revisit from that era. There's a few that I have, and I've been pleasantly surprised in some aspects and sorely disappointed. Um... There's a lot I'm afraid to revisit. Do you remember a rock and roll fable called Streets of Fire? That sounds familiar. With Michael Paré of Eddie and the Cruiser fame. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, Willem, that movie had a lot of mystery. Willem Dafoe. And, Always a good. You know, it, it, that movie is, I still enjoy it. It, I don't, it wasn't as good now as it was right. in 1985 or whatever when we were at the old theater. But recently though, Mrs. Gustav sat down and watched in its entirety mm. Flashdance. Oh. Now, hold up. This has no, been a long time. It is, it is a steaming pile of shit. Yeah, I was afraid of that. And as I was watching it, I'm, and I was commenting, not as much as I could have, because I didn't want to totally, you know, you kind of balance it out. Right. I don't get how that was such a big movie. That thing was huge. Oh, it was gigantic. And it is horrible. Yeah, and what was that movie that, what's her name? What's that actress name? I can't remember her, because she did, did do you a ever, whole lot. Did you ever see that vampire movie she did with Nick Cage after that? That uh, was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> but then that, again, a lot of Nick Cage movies are. That's true. Yeah, take that, put that in your pipe and smoke it, Megan. Uh, Flashdance was just an 80s staple. Yeah, I mean, that was... that. It changed. It it was a hit musically. It was a big hit uh, just at the box office. It brought in leg warmers. It brought in the oversized sweatshirt. Sweatshirt cut and all that. The the love interest guy is not attractive. Is it Michael? Was that his name? Yeah, he was in... Yeah, and He's that guy had been of in stuff. a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But he wasn't attractive. I'm like, is that guy supposed to be hot? What are people thinking? He didn't do anything for me. She's not that great. I mean, but then again, I don't like the, the skinny girl. Yeah, I mean, the dancing is awful. I mean, and yeah, there's this club. It was 80s awful. There's this club where this Art Nouveau dancing is going on, and it's packed because guys want to come see this. It seemed totally reasonable at the time. Now, I'd forgotten that Mr. Body from the Clue movie <laughs> okay. has a major role in it as an asshole in the club, and it's 
cause Man, trouble. I forgot that too. And he's one of the thugs in Streets of Fire to tie it all back together. Okay. Okay. So watch Eddie and the Cruisers because that's a good movie. That is good. good I haven't sa- seen that in years, but I'm hoping it I holds up. I picked up the soundtrack for 50 Cents on vinyl a few months ago. Excellent. Proud of that. But that's a good one. Skip Flashdance because it's awful. Yeah. It's- Streets of Fire, I enjoyed it. It's got Rick Moranis. Always good. And uh, another one that I touched on recently, which is not a good movie, but it's fascinating to me. The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh, yeah. With Peter Weller, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that is a good John one. John Lithgow. That's a crazy movie that I don't think you could make anytime except the 80s. Very eccentric. Where a scientist, brain surgeon, rock and roll band leader yeah. fights interdimensional aliens. Sounds perfectly I mean, reasonable to me. It's totally reasonable. And it's got the Asian guy from Quincy as his dad. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Man, I haven't seen that in forever. Last time I saw that, it had to be on VHS, too. Have we talked about Quincy at, at length ever? <sighs> how strange of a show that is in I know we brought now. it up, but I don't know how much we've talked about it. Now, we're, we're getting far off course from our email. See, I this is it. what happens. Well, okay, we'll come back to Quincy later on. We got we got more emails. Surprise, surprise. We just now hit Thanksgiving. Yeah, just now got to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Enjoy that turkey, kids. I'm uh-huh. a fan of the dark meat. I'm not a big fan of the turkey. I mean, I'll eat it, but I'm going to eat ham over turkey any day. Mm, I like me some turkey dinner, especially that dark meat. Give me that dark meat. Now, this is one, Hephosaurus. Okay, okay. I'm familiar with his work. And this is titled Christmas Tradition. All right. Festivus? Boys, my family started a Christmas tradition about 15 years ago. It all got started because for as long as all the grandkids could remember, there was an old, creepy, dirty, naked baby doll in the South 40 hay barn. That's Mm, pretty creepy. That is. It always scared the shit out of us whenever we went out there to play. One fateful Christmas, however, the oldest grandkids, Keith, decided that he'd had enough. Is Keith a name that gets uh, used anymore? No, I feel like Keiths are dying out. I, I haven't heard a kid named he- Keith in a long time. You hear Heath? Yeah, but no he's Keith. still going, but Keith is gone. R.I.P. Keith. He brought the cursed doll up to the stock tank closest to the house, dragging it behind his truck via noose. Mm. Problematic. Threw it in, and we all shot it with shotguns until it sank. Okay. The whole time, my grandfather yelled, Please don't kill my baby! <laughs> The next year, as we all drove up to the house, a naked, dirty, creepy baby doll greeted us, hanging from a tree in the yard. What? Each year, we transfer all of our life's petty problems, fears, or just malignant feelings under this cursed scapegoat doll, and then turn over a new leaf and start the year off right by shooting the baby until it sinks. Grandpa still screams in agony and horror every year. Please don't kill my baby! Love Hephosaurus. Well, that is quite the tradition there. We never had anything like that. I mean, we had grandfathers getting drunk every Christmas, but we never had shooting a baby doll. Yeah, this is a... Uh, I tip my hat to you for rural uh, Gothic Southern uh, activities. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right out of a drive-by trucker song. Now, we and my family do have a tendency to go shoot on holidays if the weather's okay. And we are exceptionally prone to go shoot after funerals. Okay. You know, you know that's kind of a... Is that your period of mourning? That's, that's just kind of how we mourn, you know. Bereavement with some skeet? Just usually steel targets. Oh, okay. Skeet's a little more social. You throw on your chaps? Vest? I, I don't have any chaps anymore. <laughs> But I did spot a pair of chaps at the Goodwill the other day. They ain't nothing like a used pair of chaps. And I looked long and hard at them to see if they were salvageable. They were not. The leather was rotten. But I looked at them and thought, eh, I could squeeze I into might. those. But I can tell you right now, the uh, the chaps were in uh, Gustav of around 1995. Well, that's straight out of Magic Mike. Does not fit into the <laughs> chaps that <laughs> Would have to fit me now. Could you squeeze into any of that full Lakota gear? No. <laughs> Not without adjusting some things. 
<laughs> taking out a few bones and yeah, the breastplate. Yeah, there, there might have to be some uh, new leather added on to fit into any of that old stuff. Yeah, all that stuff, everything except my bustle, the the feathers on my ass. She's not wearing a bustle. Yeah, that all burned up in the first barn fire. Mm, so the all great I got barn fire. Is a few uh, brass bells that were dug out of the ashes, and the bustle which I actually had hanging up, and I still have it hanging up. But uh, as you should, R.I.P. Lakota Dancewear. <sighs> Those were the days. Well, Heath, thank you for your email. Thank you for your creepy baby doll story. Thank you for the nightmares. Yeah, that's just the idea of having that strung up, even in the barn, let alone hanging from a tree. That's that's some creepy stuff. Well, that'll put the kids in therapy. Man, that, that, that'll get you. All right, our next email. Because that was actually from Christmas Eve. Hey, we're so getting. A, we're, hey, we're getting we're close trucking. to this year. We're moving right along. We have any Hanukkah stuff, Kwanzaa? <laughs> well, it's another one from Tell. He's he was he was faithful in emailing us. Tell is nothing if not prolific. And this is titled "Where We Live." Sports. Now, this is actually pertinent to our current situation. All right, all dearest, right. can you hear me, brothers? I'm writing you this crisp, cold morning as part of a welfare check and with a question. There have been rumors that Heavy accidentally set off one of his own deadfall traps and had to saw off his own leg to get out. I've also heard that Ty was in ICU due to extreme exhaustion after a night with an entire flight crew he met on a trip to Vegas. I pray that both of these stories are just rumors and that everyone is fine. Now on to my question. Living where I do with family scattered everywhere, I get to do a lot of driving and thinking. One thing I've been considering lately is that we all literally choose where we want to live. We say we couldn't move wherever we want because of constraints, like this is where my job is or family is here, etc. But in reality, if we want, we could probably find work wherever we wanted. In my case, I work remotely already, so it really doesn't matter. So my question is, if you could live wherever you want, where would it be? You can make this a practical and a dream type answer. For example, if I didn't live out here, then I think I would be okay moving my family to Mason, Comfort, or somewhere near Stephenville. If I was doing the anywhere that didn't have to be logical, then I'd probably live in a cabin in Montana or the Trans-Pecos area, writing about how awful technology is for civilization. Anyway, just a thought I've been thinking. Be safe with your bottoms, Toledo. Now, that's tough. I've always had a fascination with Montana. That whole Glacier National Park area is just so beautiful. But it would be such... I just... I don't know. Part of me thinks I'd really like a really remote lifestyle, and then part of me wonders if I'd hate it once I was in it. I think it would be very tough. You know, I've traveled a lot for my job over the years, and I've spent all seasons in different places. Right. And some of those places were fantastic in some seasons and pure hell in other seasons. Yeah. You know, we are not geared by nature growing up where we did for the super cold no and i've spent time for work not as long as you've spent but i've spent you know a couple weeks at a time at a lot of different locations and several of those i love visiting right like chicago comes to mind i love chicago new york city i love new york seattle love it love all those places but as far as living there there was a time where i actually considered moving to the seattle area right but i'd only i'd been to seattle a few times but always in the summer and Mm -hmm. the weather was perfect i'd never you know been up there through the rainy season and all that mess but yeah there's a lot of places i'd love visiting but especially where it gets really really cold i've got no interest in that man i don't think i i mean i don't think i would enjoy that at all no i uh uh, Even Chicago, New York, like not to mention places like Wisconsin or Michigan or right. any of those places. I'm out on that right away. I, I had a year that I was in Vail, and I've been there once just to snow ski. I loved the summer. The Summering in Vail is nice. It was magical, and I was so depressed in the winter. Yeah, because it would be dark when I went to work, and it was dark when I came out of work, and you know I. I didn't do any skiing up there while I was there because I was there to work. Right. And it was just a, I probably gained 15 pounds. Yeah. Because you literally, I literally just went straight from work to get food and went and ate at my hotel room. It's just so depressing. Did nothing. 
Michi- Michigan, I did a little bit better. I enjoyed the summers in Michigan again, but when it was snowing 17 inches in one night, mm. that's just not what I like. And, and I wasn't even in the upper peninsula where the people that I was working with were from. They're like, oh, yeah, you have to go shovel your roof. <sighs> Man, and and the snow out. would be up to the eaves at the bottom of your roof already. Out. And the dog is up on the roof with you as you shovel. No, that's yeah. a hard no. Yeah. That's like, I'm fascinated with Alaska and I'd love, I've never been to Alaska. I'd love to go there, but no way would I want to live there. Right. And then on the flip side, you know, the tropics, I like going to sandy beaches and blue water. Yeah. But like Tails brother is on one of the Virgin Islands and they took it in the shorts with the hurricanes right. this year. So paradise is only paradise so much. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I'm in this area, but, I mean, I'm pretty happy where I'm at. I'm happy where I'm at. I fully acknowledge and uh, openly say it's not the best place in the world. Right. No. You know, I mean, there's, there's much prettier, but doing what I do, I'm not that far from a central airport so that no matter where I go in America, it's about the same. Yeah. As far as distance, you know, I've had clients up in Portland, or not, well, up in Eugene, and that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. That whole area is nice. I was only there during the summer, and it was, that was maybe my favorite place ever to go and work, and it was just, the temperature was wonderful. I wasn't there in the winter. Now, I don't think Eugene's that bad, but I could definitely, I understand why people went there, you know, but. For my line of work, that would mean I would be always having to travel from one side eastward. Right. And I would rather be in the middle and be able to strike out whatever diff- distance I need to, which is much easier. I remember there was one guy on a, a company I was with years ago that basically lived in a cabin in Maine. Oh, that's up there. And he had, I think, a six-hour drive to get to the airport mm, and then had to fly multiple connections no wherever he was going to go to no and i can't imagine that i'm luckily uh, for the most part in my career over the last 15 years i've had 90 percent of the time a straight flight yeah wherever it is if you know and I can't tell you how important that is when you're trying to get someplace and then trying to get back, especially if things go wrong and you have to get someplace in a hurry. Man, that's been worth everything. So I would probably stay where I'm at. I mean, like, I love I love Boston. I've been yes. there a few times. I love Boston, but I would not want to live there. I was there a winter. See, and, I've never been there in the winter. And it was one of the winters where it was really bad, and this is probably about 12 years ago. It was it was rough, and it was my first hard winter. In fact, that was <laughs> I went from working in uh, Palm Springs for um, almost two years, enjoying the winter immensely there, and then suffering right. through 120-degree heat during the summer. I went from that client, short stop, then to Boston, and that was a, a hard climate shift for sure there's some places in california that i think i'd enjoy living but like i i can't deal with the taxes i can't deal with the i can't deal with the number of people now i think well if you get more inland if you get well not too far because if you go but there's some rural california spots that are nice northern california yes yeah um because i've worked a lot in the la area as well, and then I worked in the Bay Area some, and I and we have a listener, pretty little nurse. She's over in the Sausalito area. Okay, and you go across the the Bay to the north, that is great. Yeah, but to do anything, you're going into either Oakland or San Francisco proper. There's just so many people. It's just it's so crowded. I've also spent some time in North Carolina that was really, really nice. Now that I haven't done, and I hear that that's great. Yeah, I could. There's some spots I've been there that I could see myself living. And I remember in my youth there were some parts of Virginia, like towards uh, Mount uh, Mount Vernon and stuff like that, and Monticello. Virginia, that was beautiful also. And I know, you know, I know that 
upstate New York is also beautiful, but then yeah. you get into the weather there as well. Yeah, so. there. I've been to some places in Connecticut that were really nice, but they were also just so expensive property wise. Yeah, I mean, but I yeah, I think you know. Bottom line is Texas. What's yeah. up? Yeah, call me. Just you know, hit me up on those DMs, Texas. Slide into those DMs if he can remember his password. All right, let's go on to our next email because we're actually into 2018. Nice. Okay, I've got to go back to the start of October. Because I had an email that I was holding off, hopefully that we would all get together. That's and, never going to happen but again. That never happened again. So, this is a list of demands from an important listener. That's his title. Okay. And got my attention. Who do you think would send an email like that? TB. TB. Thank you. Thank me for knowing that. Thank you for knowing. Thank you for knowing that. <laughs> Dear Can You Hear Me, this is one of the most important listeners you have, and I've come up with a list of subjects y'all need to talk about, because I demand it. Has there ever been a more Trav uh, sentence ever? No. Number one, the ebbs and flow of the cattle market. (laughs) Okay. I feel like we're getting a little north of our expertise here, but... Number two, abortion. Okay. (laughs) An abortion. Number three. Tom Petty versus Ozzy. Oh, that's easy. Number four, favorite high school story. Ooh, that's not for air. That can't be aired. Number five, how Ty is so damn rich and handsome. That's neither of those are true. One is. Number six, break down the racist reporter who is sexually discriminated against by Cam Newton. (laughs) Okay. I'm partially familiar with that story. I'm not even sure I remember the exact details of that one. Seven, hockey talk. Crickets. Number eight, the locker room effect of the Rangers firing bullpen coach and keep banning. Okay, there's no way we're talking about that. Number nine, Jake's weird obsession of only being on Instagram to only follow Banny's daughter. Have a good, good, good goods. T-Bell. <laughs> I totally get Jake's point on that last one, but we'll just leave that. So number one, I feel that we really can't discuss the ebbs and flows of the cattle market without the dirty dead ghost to heavy longmire. We do have some good, or I know heavy and I, I don't know if you do or not, but we have some nice sentimental stories about the old cell barn. Yeah. Mine. I think y'all have more. I went a fair number of times with my grandfather when I was real young, but not really past maybe eight or so. I was in love with the girl whose parents were in that cafe. Yeah. I think we may have talked about that before and how oh. great are, in some instances, cell barn cafes. Now, not mm. all of them are created equal. I was so distracted by her that I don't really remember don't the food remember. that much. But Yeah, I, I don't think I've gone to a cattle cell barn in, wow, 35 years. Yeah, now, I mean, I haven't been since, like, the late 80s. I've been to horse sales, but that's a different And that different was more world. of a black market situation. Horse sales are sad. Yeah, there's a lot of sad ponies out there. Because you'll get, you know, obviously somebody can't take care of this horse anymore or whatever, and that horse isn't going to bring very much. And, you know, you just see people just take the horse home with them because, eh, well. Yeah. That, that's I, my first time at a horse sale. I wasn't prepared because having, you know, been to cattle sales, I was like, okay, this is how this is going to be. No, that's not how it is. It, yeah. I don't like that. I try to dodge those anyway. But, yeah, they're sad. But being married to what I'm married to and into what I'm married to, it happens from time to time. I have successfully avoided most horse shows, however. I've, you know, being that my grandfather was a horseman, yes. I grew up going to plenty of those. Now, Mrs. Gustav had years ago showed a little bit some of ours, and that I would go to because I'm supporting her. You know, she do a little Western pleasure. Uh, no, nah, she was just you know just halter. Okay, yeah, and uh, and she looked great. I enjoy that. That's fine. Now my in laws go to the Nationals in Oklahoma City every year. Oh, there we go. And I have not had to go to that. Thankfully, I'm, I tell you, I'm still a sucker for the rodeo though. Well, yeah, the rodeo is a whole different thing. But it's hard. It's hard to miss a national finals rodeo when that pops up on the tube. But a horse show. To me, whole different population. It's a whole different population. It's a world that I am so 
four and two as far as mindset, and that's in general for the upper echelon horse people. But a horseshoe is a horse show to me is oh that's a nice one. Yeah, that that's a nice. That horse. one's got four legs. That's a nice horse. That's a nice horse, especially when you're in a freaking arena up at the you know yeah section eighteen double F. I was like it's it's a horse. Okay, anyway, that's my thing, but. You know, they, they raise quarter horses, and they've had some place pretty high and, you know, all that stuff. But that's a whole, that's a that's a world that I don't actively go into. Now, there used to be a pretty good illegal horse racing track over in Smith County. Yeah, there's, I think the illegal horse racing track is much more common with the influx of our uh, friends from the South. Yeah. Because they like a nice unsanctioned horse race oh yeah that's a that's a whole nother subculture of horse culture you know the el norte horse race and that's yeah you're getting underground there yeah there and that's that's something i see every once in a while um when i travel into oklahoma i'll see the trailers and oh, stuff yeah. and you know big in oaky land yeah well there's lots going on in oaky land number two abortion we're not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I've heard it's out there. Yeah. I heard it's legal. Yeah. I, so, think, I think that's right. Number three, Tom Petty versus Ozzy. I don't even think this is... I think he's just trolling us at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's a slam it's, dunk. It's Tom Petty, obviously. Although, I am a super fan of early Black Sabbath. Early Black Sabbath was good, but Tom Petty never did a duet with Lita Ford, so that's all you need to know. He did do with Stevie Nicks, which I'm not crazy about. But still miles away from anything Ozzy ever did. I was on a flight with Lita Ford uh, one night, and I felt a little sad that I was in first class and she was in coach. Mm. Did you kiss her? What was that song? Kiss Me Softly? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I know the song you're talking about. Yeah. She had just been to a party last Saturday night and she didn't get laid. She got in a fight. I was never a big fan of Lita Ford. She did have some good posters. She had great posters. Our empty chair here oh. was a Lita Ford fan, and on his jean jacket that he was ever so proud of in junior high, button had the Lita Ford button yeah. on his jacket. Yeah. So buttons were a big player. That was in a the big 80s. player in, big, the, in I, the late eighties. Yes. Man, I remember going to the local music shop. Yes, and the I mean, I would have the. I would have certain buttons in mind that I was hoping would be available. Right. And boy, if I just happened to catch a day where they had that Van Halen button I'd been wanting or that Judas Priest button that well, I hadn't seen in forever. The button on your jacket was very much the social media of the day, if you will. Oh, it let people know where you were coming from. Yeah, it, it's like, oh, hey, I'm here to party. Right. You know, oh, look at that. Yeah, I like Survivor. You like Survivor. Oh, you like rat? Hey, let's do this. Now, that was supplanted once we got older by the concert t-shirt. Right, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like pyromania? Right. Oh, those girls bought all matching Bon Jovi slippery and wet shirts the other night. They looked great on them. No boy would have been caught dead in them. No, although we own the albums. Oh, yeah, but you just wouldn't admit it. No, nobody admitted to it. And they were some of the best 80s junior high slow dance songs yes those in journey journey and um stuff off hysteria yeah yeah. that was another big player in eighth grade yeah but yes journey and uh open arms was at pretty much every junior high dance oh yeah at least once and you would get uh, that uh, escape album was so good Journey, I mean, Journey gets kicked in the nuts. I don't get that, And man. I don't get it either. Neil Sean is amazing. Steve Perry, I still say, got to be top three rock singers of all time. And just energy and, you know, those videos were great. I even like some of the Steve Perry solo stuff. What yeah. was wrong with O'Sherry? Yeah. No. How hot was she? Yes. Now, I wanted to be on that escalator. I know we've talked about hot videos plenty of times, but, I, you know, I, I hope... Well, I know that they don't. I hope that kids today still had that collective, oh, she was so hot. But instead... Well, kids don't even have music videos now. Well, they still have them, and they watch yeah, them on YouTube but it's not stuff, like... Yeah, but they're but busy it's... watching other shit on YouTube that's made by jackasses like us. They didn't sit there after school and watch MTV for four hours like we no, did. No, no. 
and hoping to see that same, or maybe even you know recording with your VCR and you got the tracking all wrong, so you don't have to wait and see your favorite video again. When the hair stood up on the back of your neck when that Brent, uh, Melinda Carlisle video would come on? No. It's, it's a different world we live in. We're so old. I don't think I've been as excited since. Well, you are right now talking about it. Obviously. Um, do you have What do you have to say about this Cam Newton thing? Because I don't really remember. I think he's referring to the thing where the female reporter was referencing like coverages and pass patterns and that kind of thing and he chuckled and thought it was funny that she was talking about uh yes, yes technical yes. aspects of, right. the, yeah. of football and then he got bludgeoned for it i'm not yeah. a big cam newton guy uh hockey talk i love the stars but i'm 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 no hockey genius i you know for for hockey didn't come to texas until we were in college we did go to some hockey games at reunion we did go to hockey games at reunion uh, we were hockey when hockey wasn't cool. We were. I was at the... We were the Barbara Mandrell of hockey. Very much so. We ought to do Barbara uh, Mandrell sister talk at some point. Uh-huh. Uh, I <laughs> was... Talk about get you going. Me and the general's buddy and I got into playing ice hockey. I remember that. And we were... I was horrible. Surprise, surprise. Especially since I hadn't been involved in any serious athletic endeavor since about 1983. But you were fueled with determination and hustle. Yes, which did not translate onto the ice as quality. But we would play, we started off playing roller hockey, then we started playing pickup ice hockey, and eventually, at the same time, I was working um, every other weekend. So if I was working Friday night, I was off on Saturday, and then we would play hockey then. We'd come down to Dallas and vice versa. If, you know, if I was working Saturday, I was off Friday. So we played a pickup game every weekend. And that all, I threw it out the window when Mrs. Gustav finally succumbed to my charms. Mm. You chose her over hockey. I chose getting laid over hockey. It's a bold decision. Well, it worked out because I'd been in a drought for a while. And, well, you know, it- you know. Uh, and she was much more important to me. It wasn't, she didn't want me to stop. There were a few times that I still went, but it just was a matter of, I'd rather be with you. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to jug- juggle relationship and hockey. And then we got married and I was there. You were there. So you tell me. And she did, when I asked her who were the ushers at our wedding, she did name you first. I mean, would we expect anything less? No, but I was kind of hoping she would struggle with it for a second, or at least name the lawman first. And I was partially notable because I was wearing a cumberman with no shirt. Right, and looking fabulous, I might add, in the in the pictures. Fitted jacket. <laughs> the uh, I was the, the only one in tails. Or, tails, but no sleeves. <laughs> tails, no sleeves. And a, and a bow tie. Yeah, choker. The stars were in their second Stanley Cup playoffs on my honeymoon, mm. and I really wanted to watch some, but I, I don't think I did. Me and the lawman got huge into the stars about the time that they broke big. That's right. back when I was living with yeah, him and the, his brother, and that was right during that time period of 99 when they won yep. the cup, and then 2000, and I mean, yeah, we were hardcore into it at that yeah, point. No, it was a uh, it was great, and since uh, I got kids and stuff, and then once we cut the cord, I don't see any hockey games anymore. And I don't have time to sit down and watch hockey. I I still watch I still watch games every now and then. I enjoy it. I Stars love it. Only. I mean I could watch it, you know, in a heartbeat, but it's just not, not It's on definitely my... one of the best sports to see live. Yes, absolutely. There's an energy there, especially not so much in the AAC, but Reunion, Reunion was, was amazing. Great. Oh. I remember and you could get tickets back in the day so cheap yeah, and so close. Because we didn't have any money, and we, the general's buddy and I went a lot. In fact, we got uh, the final game tickets for when they beat Edmonton in the playoffs that year, of the, of the year that they won the Cup. And that was amazing oh, to be there when they closed out that series and to have that and tiny little reunion. And it was just Great. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was dating my version of the oil baroness from East Texas, who was at Baylor at the time? This was when we were in college. She was so incredibly wealthy, but she 
had or her family, I guess, had season tickets. No. At reunion, like on the glass. And we went to several games and it was, and the lawman and the crazy woman he was dating at the time went right. with us a couple of times and it was a blast. Now, how did the crazy woman he was dating? Oh, she had no interest in it. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine that. No. I, because my, the, the girl I was dating was pretty much the opposite of her, like very, right. you know, fun. Having a great time, pretty wild, that kind of thing. And she was, you know, she just had her nose stuck mm. up to the sky the whole time. The yeah. lawman's crazy ex. I, I still, I still to this day do not understand that, how that went on that long. His choice of ladies was suspect. In the, in the early years, I think he, he, oh, he it, ended up really he good. He ended up really well. But yeah, there was some, uh, yeah. The locker room effect of the Rangers firing bullpen coach and keep banning. Next, crickets. And then, as you mentioned, uh, we'll just skip the thing about Bandy's daughter. I know she's, I hear that she's hot. I don't know what she looks like. I've heard that too. I don't go around stalking people's daughters. That's not anymore. That, All right. Right of that see. game. Let's see. Man, we've got to get to Twitter at some point. Their questions are well, still pour, we'll, pouring in, Gus. Well, that might be next episode. That's next it's just episode. full Twitter. All right. This is one. Jay Ranfill is going nuts on the keyboard. From our friend in Mount Pleasant. Been to Mount Pleasant several times. Mr. Stanman. And it's titled, All Right. Which I will beep. Okay. He's coming out of the chute pretty I, hot. Very 80s uh, boy. Oh, yeah. Way to open things That was up. heard in the locker room on more than it one occasion. It was heard everywhere. I need you to rank the theme songs below. You are oh. allowed one honorable mention, not on this list, a piece. Okay, okay. All right. In no particular order. How many we got? Uh, I need to... It's about ten, it looks like. Good night. Let's Can just we go... just do our top three? Let's or... just go through them and we'll deal with that later. Okay. Cheers. Okay. This one has a uh, slashes in it with a note, so I'll go through it and then I'll explain. Family Matters slash Full House slash Perfect Strangers. Parentheses. These are all really the same song. Dukes of Hazard. Oh, now we're talking. Fall Guy. Ooh. Greatest American Hero. Fall Guy gets extra points because Lee Major sang it. Bosom Buddies. One of my favorite shows of all time. Taxi. No, never into it. Jefferson's. Ooh, now we're getting tough. And then the odd inclusion of South Park. No, I've only watched a couple episodes of that. They were great, but it's just... Thank you, and as always, love and admiration, Interstand Man. Okay. Jefferson's is obviously number one. Jefferson's has to be number one. Yeah, Jefferson's, I think the Mount Rushmore theme songs has to include Jefferson's and Sanford and Son, for sure. And then we're just arguing over who the other two are. As much as I love Sanford and Son and actually used to have it as my alarm tone... I, waking up in the morning. Well, I had it as my ringtone for a long time. I don't think it's the greatest. But it's in the top five. Mm, I think there's so much bigger out there. But Whew. definitely. That's a bold statement. I mean, Duke's a hazard. That's a good one. And the fall guy. See, I, as much as I love and agree that. Simon and Simon is Simon on Mount Simon. Rushmore. Okay. That's done. And Let's get that out of the way right now. I'm actually a bigger fan of the first season theme of Simon and Simon. That was the only year they had that, it's right? It's only year. Yeah. And it has a little more flamenco kind of south of the borders theme. And then at the end, in the closing credits, they actually have words. Yeah. About yeah. best of friends and we're brothers and all this stuff. Only the first season. Then we get the the theme that we're all love and, you know. Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. I love how you went into kind of a Come on. Lady. Hello, friends. Hey. R.I.P. Jerry. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Joe and Franklin. Bosom Buddies <laughs> is an underrated show. Oh, Under, man. Underknown show. I don't get that, because that is, I think that is a top five for me all-timer, no question. So, for those of you that aren't familiar with it. It had everything. It's a it show. It had Donna Dixon. Oh, the great Donna Dixon. It, it was a it show. It had Wendy. Yes. <laughs> I know Wendy's did, on your it, mind. It, it didn't end well for Wendy, sadly. Um, Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari, Ruth Dunbar. Come Dr on, they 
they dress as women in order to live in at the a, Susan B. Anthony the Hotel. Susan B. Hotel for women because it's cheap. In the daytime, they go to work as the men, as copywriters, and then at night they dress as women and go back. And then they play both sides of it because they want to date the women at the hotel, so they are their brothers. And it, hilarity ensues. Anytime there's a main character named Kip, I'm in. And the theme song was written by Billy Joel. Yeah. But I don't think Billy Joel actually sang it. I thought that was him. See, I, now I know he sang the song. Like, he recorded yes, the song. Yes, he recorded the song. Are you familiar with um, some things? Are, you've heard of Adult Swim on Comedy Central. I'm oh, not Comedy Central, on the Cartoon Network. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. So Adam Scott of Parks and Rec fame. I love him. He got this... I did, and I think with other people, where he would go and I think I've seen him do the fake Simon and Simon okay, intro. That's what I'm talking about. They did Bosom Buddies I, also. I've seen that too. And they get Billy Joel to come sing the song. Yeah. And uh, they're so great. If you want to go see those, I think it's called The Greatest TV Event Ever or whatever. Oh. They're on YouTube. They do Simon and Simon. They did Too Close. John Hamm is in the Simon and yes. Simon one. It's hilarious. They do Too Close for Comfort. Oh, I've not seen that. Yes. Which was another show with the great Ted Knight that was underrated. Ted Knight is so genius. Mary Tyler Moore show. Caddyshack. No, it's great. Um, Super Friends. He used to do the oh, voice yeah. for that, too. Man, I love me some Ted Knight. Yeah, he was great. So theme songs-wise, the ones that come to mind for me, I mean, I think we've blown this out of the water with, obviously, the Jeffersons. The yeah, best. I think that's got to be the number um, one. I think it's a tough one between... Um, Fall Guy and Dukes of Hazard. I'd probably give Dukes of Hazard the nod by a nose. Yeah, I'm going to give it the edge slap. But it's not going to overtake Jefferson's. No, no. The Jefferson's is... And the Jefferson's... If you add the visual of the uh -huh. Jefferson's intro, that is one of the best intros of all time. I, you know how bad I wanted one of those pillows that they had the fight with? Oh, that had yeah. had the little handle on yeah. them? Yeah. And then him, you know how many times I danced on my bed like George Jefferson? Or done the George Jefferson walk? Oh. I still do the George Jefferson the, walk. The best George Jefferson is when he's swinging his arms and then he holds it in as he goes through the door right. and then starts, starts right back again. God, that is so great. I, I haven't watched the Jeffersons. I mean, I've seen some clips, but I haven't sat down and watched the whole episode. One of the best TV characters of all time. I wonder how it holds up. I have, about five years ago... I went through a Jefferson's revisit phase, and to me, it was still brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I, it took me back. Right. So, like, if you were watching for the first time now, yeah, I don't it know. it might not. But, you know, I mean, Florence was a great character. And, I mean, just just George is so... George. And Wheezy. Wheezy and, then the, and George's mama in the early oh, years. Gosh. And the shit she would give Wheezy. And then you got Tom and uh, Al, it was Alice. No. What's Lenny Kravitz's mom's name? What was her name in that? Man, we're getting old. Yeah, this Tom, is bad. When was we it can't... Elise? No, it's not Elise. Tom and... we got to find this out right now because this is going to kill was me. Was it Louise? Hey, maybe it is Louise, yeah. Something with an ease in there. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, the Lionel switches. The Lionel switches. And then you had the... Uh... Louise. No, no. Louise is actually Wheezy's real name. Oh, okay. Um, one Helen. Of... Tom and Helen. Helen. And then what's what's her name? The maid that was Florence, Florence yeah. that had the spinoff. And, and then you had Bentley. Oh, Bentley. The, the British. Uh, that would be on uh, Electric Company painting numbers. Yep. <laughs> Electric Company. That was the shit. Oh, that was that was the cool version of Sesame Street. Exactly. And for a little bit older. And that's what I watched more of, I think. You had Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. Rita Moreno. Uh, Rita Moreno. Bill Cosby. Yeah. In the early years, that's that I've watched Electric Company as an adult. It's it's good and it holds up. Yeah, it it was very creative, great show. And the Corsican brothers hurting each other. Oh, you couldn't do that on public television, beating each other's ass. Now they also had a cool ass theme song on yeah. Electric Company. Yes, I'm trying to think now. Best, I know we could do a whole episode on best theme songs. Yeah, but definitely Simon and Simon. I think we need more time. Definitely Jefferson's. And we can revisit that for sure. I feel like there's another really big one. Sanford and Son for me. I know for you, your little... A-team. Yeah. Was a, that was, well, that was a hard too. hitter. Man, yeah, there's so... Now, it's it just... We were in the... We grew up in the sweet spot of theme songs. Yes. 
that was a time of, and, and it was not just a time love boat. in America. Yeah, the love boat. And you hear the opening Fantasy Island. I mean, it's not like one that you're, but you know, you hear I that love the dark undertones you. of Fantasy so Island. Great. There's a uh, a British actor named Matt Berry. He's a comedian, or not? Or he's a comic actor. Great show called Toast of London. It's on Netflix if you ever want to try that. I've heard of that. But he's also a musician, and he was on a documentary a few years ago. I think Charlie Booker's Screen Wipe is what it's called. But he talks about how the 80s and the 70s were the high point for theme songs in Britain to television as well. Oh, yeah. And he goes through all, you know, all his favorites. And it's some of the shows I was familiar with, some not. But then they were showing clips of what theme songs were like now. And it's like flashing and just real quick snippet yeah. and then they get to the thing. You don't have this buildup of setting the tone. Because like Magnum P.I., oh. that puts you instantly as, yes. You know, You're so fired up to watch it. I know. Chips. It. Chips. If you include the intro and the visual, what's happening? Right. No, it just sets I the never scene. got tired of watching Rerun Chase That Truck. T.J. Hooker. Yeah, exactly. T.J. Hooker. Hooker. The theme sh- song and intro was actually better than the show. Every episode, for sure. So good. And there were lots There were lots of... Starsky and Hutch is another one. That it's Although I never watched it, Star Trek, good theme song. It's a great theme song. It's not a bad show either. I might need to revisit. If I you, might if actually you, need to visit because I never you, watched it. If you it. choose to... Let me tell you some episodes to watch. Okay. And that way you don't try to just, because there's highs and lows. Bonanza. I have the Lorne Green album Uh where he sings the Bonanza theme song. That's of high value. Is he wearing a sweater? No, he's dressed as as Paul Cartwright. Okay. Yeah. It's a whole album. (laughs) Of just that song? No, of many different songs, but that song is the... The big selling point there. Is there any doubt that Heavy would look great in that 10-gallon hat? <laughs> oh, Hoss? Hoss wore. <laughs> Man, we, it, we it, need to get him to go as Hoss one year for Halloween. We'd have to go somewhere for Halloween. Oh, it'd be so great. Fake Bailey J, start up your Halloween parties again. We'll dress Heavy as Hoss. And you know what? We'll come His as hat will be full of eggnog. Uh, you can be... Uh, Pernell Roberts. Okay. And I'll be Hop Sing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yes. Oh, let's do it. All right. Email us your answers to any of Travis's list of demands if you have them. And obviously, let us know what you think the best theme songs are based on Stan Man's, uh, his list or anything else you want to. And I'm sure we can do, we do countless hours in theme song talk now that we're thinking about it. Yeah. So, can you hear me pod at gmail.com is where to reach us. Uh, I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. When we first moved to New York, we had a great apartment that was dirt cheap. And we found out why it was so cheap. Our friend Amy said there was a great apartment in her building. Dirt cheap, but it's a hotel for women. Okay. We made one adjustment. Now these other ladies know us as Buffy and Hildegard. But they also know us as Kip and Henry, Buffy and Hildy's brothers. I am uh, crazy about the blonde. (laughs) This experience is going to make a great book. See, it's all perfectly normal.
Championship Wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas. <laughs>